welcome back to another episode of Formerly Crazy. I'm your host, Christian Sanchez, and I have such a special episode for you guys this week. So this week, my guest is Emily Nora Samuelson. She is a best friend of mine. I've known her for a really long time now. She's also an actress. She's currently playing the role of Monica in Friends and Musical, which is off-Broadway. So if you like Friends, go see the show. She's amazing. Um, But today, I wanted to sit down and do an episode with Emily about the concept of having it all. The title of this episode is The Renaissance Man, or an art case the renaissance women gender whatever um and it's the idea of having it all and doing multiple things and like can you really be happy that way and how can like we achieve that so um yeah I hope you guys enjoy this episode we talk a lot about like Emily's kind of life story she's had some like pretty crazy things happen to her and so I hope you guys find her story inspiring it's definitely inspiring to me just like knowing her through so many years and seeing her like accomplish so many things so yeah today is like it's a little bit of a longer episode but I think you guys will really enjoy it just because it's a little bit more vulnerable and yes we still laugh we also talk about like being actresses and like how we know each other whatever but really I think anyone can relate to this concept of you know, obviously personal growth, but, um, just having it all and realizing, you know, how to get there. Uh, well, we go in it, into it in the episode. You don't need to worry about that. Anyway, if you like this episode, make sure you rate us five stars or share with a friend. Um, thank you so much for supporting formerly crazy. I love the feedback I'm getting on the show. Um, so yeah, without further ado, here is Emily Samuelson. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to this episode of Formerly Crazy. I can't even pretend to be serious for like five seconds. Anyway, today's episode is featuring the one and only Emily Samuelson. Hi. One of my besties for a long... How long have we known each other? Uh, it's six... six six years six years six I think. Years. we met in 2017 yeah we're coming up in six years and we used to live together yeah and yeah we're like very uncomfortably <laughs> close <laughs> but anyway emily i'm so excited that you're here today because one i love you love you and i feel like throughout our friendship you know you're a few years older than me and i've always looked at you as like one of my big sisters even though i have like a million siblings she does and (laughs) and i just feel like i am excited to finally do a podcast episode with you because i feel like you have some good wisdom to share with Mm. the listeners so are you excited i'm so excited i genuinely feel like we could have just mic'd up while we were standing around the counter and just like, and that would have been the episode. No, truly, because yeah. one thing about us, we're going to talk. <laughs> like, you cannot shut us up. Like, we are when, just going to go. Okay, when you and I used to live together, this is for the listeners. When Emily and I lived together, we would just sit in our living room and just talk for hours. <laughs> like, we quarantined together during the pandemic. And like, everyone was like, oh, how did you deal with being in the pandemic in New York? I'm like, it was great for me because Emily and I would just fuck around all day. It was like a traumatic time for everyone. But honestly, I think we had the best of the worst. Like we just... We made the best of a bad situation. we made the best of the worst situation. (laughs) And truly it was just us like drinking tea, making yummy meals and just talking for hours. Hours. (laughs) So anyway, this podcast is going to be a long one. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 
Um, but let's introduce you so our little crazies can get to know you. So why don't you share with us your name, Zodiac sign, to start? Okay. Uh, and then I will give my commentary. My Duh. name is Emily, professionally known as Emily Nora Samuelson. Um, why the? Uh, no, just because, no, because I think it's so funny when like people walk into the room and they're like, hi, my name is Joey. Uh, cut that no but it's like funny to me when people walk into the room and they're like hi um my name is david jake simmons like why the full name or they say like i am i am and i it's am like, christian sanchez it's like you just graduated last year your only role on your resume is like your community theater production no of drowsy chaperone like nobody knows who you are <laughs> it's not that serious but i do keep the nora in my name for my mother because i was named after my grandmother so that is why that is there Aww. anyway i know it's very cute um but so i'm emily nora samuelson and i am a scorpio yes <laughs> i okay i have realized my part of my maturity or me growing up is realizing i love scorpio yes which like i've always loved you but i always you were always my exception to scorpios like i was always like uh, scorpios are annoying except emily and my mom <laughs> And I always say you remind me a lot of my mom. But um, yeah, now I'm dating a Scorpio. And I've realized, I'm like, wait, some of the most important people in my life are Scorpios. You, my mom, my boyfriend. So I'm a liar. Oh, Pete Davidson, another important one. <laughs> so long story short, I love Scorpios. Um, do you know, what's your moon in rising again? Yeah, so my moon is a Cancer which I feel really levels out the Scorpio. That is why we're so similar. Yeah. Because I'm Cancer Moon too. Yes. Oh my, our relationship makes sense to me now. Okay, yes. and then so, Cancer Moon, And then um, a Leo rising, which totally makes sense because when I walk into a room, I'm like, did someone say my name? <laughs> You're like, yes, the star is here. <laughs> I have arrived. Yeah, can, it's... Can you tell this is a theater bitch? Yeah. Yes, but I love it. I know. Well, that's how we know each other because we're both actresses. Um, and we did musicals together. I am no longer musical girly, but I Emily's still kicking it strong. Still You're going. in Friends and Musical right yes. now. Yes, so I play Monica Gettler in Friends and Musical parody Go off see Broadway. It. Yes, so fun, so fun. You're literally. I've always loved watching you perform too because you're just like. I feel like you and I both love to approach characters from like the crazy point and then like watering it down to yes. be like, okay, let's start really big and then bring it in. Being an extra bitch. I'm a Libra rising, so I get it. Libras and Leos are like very similar. Party. Yeah, we're very yeah. like, I'm hot. So <laughs> yeah, that's why we're the same. <laughs> okay, um, what is your biggest dream in life? Um, so I always categorize it into two categories. Uh, I don't know why, but it just like makes my heart full to think of it this way. So I think most people would know me would be like, oh, Emily's biggest dream would be to like be on Broadway, which is true. Yeah. But I think a more encompassing dream of my life is I want to always be happy and like mm -hmm. always feel fulfilled. And so if it means that in my life journey, feeling fulfilled is me like stepping onto a Broadway stage, then that's amazing. But if it's not that, I'm okay because I don't think that you always get to dictate what is going to make you happy. Yeah. Yeah. You like you change so much over life that you don't always get to dictate where you're going to go. And I'm just happy to be going. Dude. Yes. Yeah. I so feel that, especially because like, I mean, you know, my journey, like I used to be hardcore musical theater girl mm -hmm. and now I'm like a little film and TV girly. And 
I think it's so funny that when you're young, everyone's so comfortable asking you that big, big ass question. Yes. Like, what's your dream in life? Like, as if that's not the most personal ass question you could ever ask somebody. But I remember I would be like, yes, my dream is to be on Broadway. And it's funny because so many actors I know, especially people who come from theater, once they like achieve that or something, you know, close to that, like being in like a tour or some shit, they're like, okay, now what? Because now what? that's not what life is. Yes. It's, it's like so- a goal, but it doesn't have to be like, okay, well now my life is suddenly happy and fulfilled. And then what do you do after and that? And then what do you do, especially in this climate right now where things are just closing? Yeah. Like shows are literally just closing. Okay, yeah. so you made it onto Broadway and that was like your dream. And now your show closes three weeks later. Uh, what do you do? Like, no, totally. Like, do, so are you going to, do you start over? Like, did you not accomplish your dream? Yeah. Is it like, what is, and so f- for me, it um, truly like then to like encapsulate them, both of those things together is to just be successful. Yeah. And like success is determined by your outlook and. And for you, it, it's, it's happiness. And for me, and like, for me, it's uh, like truly being happy wherever I am. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that totally will relate to what we're going to talk about uh, today. Yeah. But <laughs> no, I totally agree too, because like, I feel like when I talk to people who are, you know, who don't work in entertainment and they're like, oh, what's your biggest dream in life? Like, like you want to be on a Netflix show, whatever. I'm like, yeah, but that doesn't necessarily guarantee I'm going to be like happy because especially, you know, I talked about this on a previous podcast episode with like the writer strike and, you know, people not making residuals off of the film industry anymore. It's hard to sustain like a consistent source of income as an actor or someone who works in entertainment. So yeah, so we have to find other ways to compensate for that. Like, how do I create a fulfilling life doing what I love that isn't dependent on external success and external validation? So, yeah. 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 (laughs) Yes. That's what it's all about. That is truly what it's all about. Me growing up is realizing that because like two years ago, I was like, well, I just want to be hot and like be on HBO. And it's like, Okay, yes, that will make me happy. But like, there's other things, Christian. Yes. <laughs> well, and like, um, I was going to say like women that... Um, Go there, girl. Women that like prioritize themselves will always be hot. Like yeah. women, women that like prioritize themselves, which then makes them like exude confidence and like prioritize the things that make them happy, yeah. which can be their career. It can be their home. It also can be a partner, a family, right? Like, it like can whatever be, their passion it, is, whatever your passion is, like when you exude confidence in that and you like pursue that, you will always be hot. Yeah. Like it's not just a question of like, oh, well, are my nails done? Is my hair done? Am like, I young? Do I not have wrinkles? Li- oh my God. Well, mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, we're getting ahead of ourselves. This I is why I love you. Okay. Um, so because the show is called formerly crazy, I want to touch on this real quick. Um, do you consider yourself crazy? Why or why not? Oh, I thought it was why or why? <laughs> <laughs> Did I write that? Oh, I did write that. Oh, so I can't spell or I'm illiterate. Anyway, I literally was like, oh, I have to say that I'm crazy. Well, there is truth to that. No, Emily, I love that you think I was like asking this really deep question, but I'm actually just stupid and had a a misspell. I meant to write why or why why not. And I said, why or why? why? No, but I liked it. I liked it though. I was like, okay, well, here we go. Oh my um, God. Okay, so 
Why or why not? So I would say that I don't, uh, it is anyone else's decision to decide whether or not they think I am crazy. Mm-hmm. All you really should know about me, and I think anyone that is my friend knows this about me, is that um, I don't need alcohol to dance at a club. Yeah. I think that tells you like what you need to know. <laughs> I think that I exude like hot girl energy which then is like deemed crazy like Nick has always said my significant other has always said like when he first met me he like wasn't sure because he was like well anyone that like looks like that and dresses like that like probably isn't normal Mm, and like probably is crazy but then I have like a very mature mindset that I think like levels everything out right well because you're like you're a real ass bitch you're not like putting on this front like oh I'm that bitch I'm cool whatever like you are a genuine person underneath that like surface level yes because it's very it's like it's truly like a thin crust it is a thin crust pizza deep like it is like it does not go much farther than that but another food for thought is is that um as mature as I may seem, I did choose to major in musical theater. So, and like, as much as I'm like a Scorpio and like, I don't believe in defining labels and like everyone's, everyone is unique and individual and like, like I'm a Scorpio. So like, I don't believe in it. Right. (laughs) I do believe there is something to be said about every single person that like grew up doing theater. I think we're all a little crazy oh my god I saw this tweet the other day or maybe it was a TikTok I don't know I saw something online and it was like you guys forget that your favorite celebrities are theater kids and it's so true like everyone like <laughs> is obsessed with Leonardo DiCaprio that man is weird he's well, weird all, he is weird like pause and, yeah weird. and if he was not famous no one would think he's hot everyone think he's like that weird guy in theater you know what I mean mm-hmm. like and you just think it, uh Pedro Pascal everyone's obsessed with him right he's, now whoa like, why do I feel like we've all made out with a Pedro Pascal at a no. cast party? <laughs> no, literally, like, it's funny when I watch him on, that's why I love SNL, because when I watched him on SNL, I was like, he's a theater kid. Like, and that's yes. where I feel like you see, like, those actors, like, come out. Um, I was just showing my boyfriend the opening number to, the opening sketch that Joseph, Le- jo- what is his name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt yes, did there you go. on SNL. And he did like a whole reference to make him laugh from Singing in the Rain. Mm. And the audience did not get it. Like it must have been filled with people who like don't really know that movie. Theater, yeah. Yeah. And I showed it to Ronaldo and he was like, I don't get it. Why is he doing flips off the wall? I'm like, it's a reference. So yeah, that's true. I feel like if you... Cho- and I'm going to even expand that to say, like, if you choose, like, a, a career in any, like, creative or, like, freelance industry, you have to be fucking crazy to, like, really believe in yourself for that shit. And so, yeah, that's a great thing. So I like to say I'm, like, healthily crazy. Yeah. I don't think I'm problematic crazy, but I do think I'm healthily crazy. I feel like problematic crazy is when you're not self-aware. Well, and I also think, but I also do think that people become problematic crazy inside of their relationships. That, and and I think and I think that those people are not crazy, but they are deeming they are adorning crazy qualities yeah. in order to like make it work. You know? Yeah. yeah. I think I know what you mean by that. I'm trying to like relate. Like, okay, when I've been in like bad relationships before, and I would act very out of character. Like that's like what I think of. Like, and you know maybe like my ex or like people who knew me when I was in that relationship they're probably like oh my god Christian is so crazy and it's like yeah I was acting crazy at that time because I was being traumatized by a crazy person another crazy person so it's just another way to like bring women down and try to be like 
belittle or to be dismissive of their feelings so that's what i think Mm -hmm. and that's what this whole show is about is like embracing kind of i mean that's what i wanted my new podcast thematically to be about is you know how women can kind of like reclaim that previously when i did thought topic we reclaimed the term like being a thought which is like being a hot girl but this goes a little bit deeper. deeper yeah and it's a little bit more like um i think it has to do more with like your confidence in uh in like a more vulnerable kind of yeah. way i mean i you can keep this in the, the podcast or you can take this out christian i think that and i think i've expressed this to you but if i haven't i'm going to take the moment to express it to you now I think that this podcast, which is like the smartest decision you could ever make, because I think that this idea like thematically is much more relatable to like a variety of people. Yeah, because totally. I, yeah, I think it also it while I do think this will be like a very feminine podcast, I think that this idea like exceeds just women. Right. Yeah. It, it like involves more people. Yeah. I also think that it it speaks stronger to like who you actually are. Totally. Right? Like you are a hot ass bitch and like you always will be. And like anytime anybody's anytime anyone's like oh you're friends with christian it's one of two things it's either one you guys look alike or you related and then i have to be and then i have to like do the spiel that i always do for us or Or like sisters or two it is like oh my god she's so beautiful but like what i always have said about you is that i'm like yes she is really beautiful and like she's got a big fucking brain like she's got a big fucking brain like she like but like she wants to do something she wants to do something really big and grand with her life and like she um holds a lot of empathy for others and i was like and i really hope that she gets to like fully express that to people that people get to see like how much she cares about other people and i think this podcast like gives you that ability to like speak on how hard it is to be a woman yeah and like what and like (laughs) and like give people the opportunity to like empathize with you and you empathize with them no i i love that you said that to me because that is truly like what my mission statement was yeah or is and Honestly, like that's why I wanted to do the rebrand, you know, because I kind of was naturally going down that path with that topic because I was like, this isn't, you know, just a different version of Caller Daddy where it's like, this is how you give a blowjob. Like I was having real conversations yeah. with people that were more meaningful. And people would always say to me, like, oh, Christian, when I listen to your podcast, it's not what I expected. Like it's more like it's fun, but it's more intellectual than I thought it would be. Which I'm like, um, yeah, I have a big brain. Yeah, I'm she's got a big fucking brain. I mean, imagine a, a concept, a woman with a brain and is hot. Never Whoa. heard of it. Whoa. I don't know her. <laughs> no, but, and that's, that was exactly like the, the intention with the rebrand is I just wanted it to be more inclusive. And I feel like it's totally made sense that I'm like at this point now with my life and I love you and I love you. I feel like I've always like loved that about our relationship is that we've always valued each other and encouraged each other to embrace both sides of both sides of the coin for each other. Like we're both like I like am a confident like beautiful woman. I love makeup like whatever, but then and kind of lean into some of the more superficial interests of ours, but then also lean into like the more emotional vulnerable aspect as well Well, so. yeah, because when you when you make a choice to do something because you want to do it it also feeds your soul yeah. so like if you're putting on makeup because like you want someone to like you versus like you're putting on makeup because like you want to feel like the best version of you mm-hmm. is like a totally different concept and quite frankly i don't give a shit why anyone puts on their makeup like it's right. none of my fucking business yeah but i do think it is important to recognize that like 
And I think we do now. I think most people do now as this is, or maybe not, I don't know. Maybe I live in my own bubble, but like, <laughs> but like most people recognize now that like women do things because they want to do them and not because like society says that they should or like because their boyfriend said that they should or like whoever it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we have way past evolved just male validation. So that's what we're talking about. <laughs> Okay, um, I love you. Not me, like, almost crying in the first, like, 10 minutes. No, but it's really true. I want to, like, I want to restate it again. I am, like, very proud of you for this because I think this is so much truer to who you are. I think everything that you did before is 100% valid, but this is actually you where that was, like, a was past, like, a, like... To me, it was, hurt, like, a was, phase in time. It also was, like, a semi-hurt version of you. You can edit that out. But no, like, no, the, it's the, like, true. The tru- like, the truth. Because, like, when I really started, like, doing Thought Topic by myself and I was, like popping off with it and I started to like get more downloads and like traction with it I was like oh, a completely different person like I was so depressed like coming out of like a really crazy time in my life and so now I feel like I'm like settled into myself like I keep telling everyone this is the first year of my life where I feel the most like comfortable in myself mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like that makes me so excited not like like I've always been a confident person but this is the first year that I feel like I'm confident but I'm like comfortable yes you know what I mean Yes. Yeah. So, aw. <laughs> it's fine. Okay. <clears throat> so, the main topic for today was the question, can you really have it all? Yes. I felt very much like Carrie Bradshaw writing that, but mm-hmm. that is the subject we're talking about because I feel like something we relate on is that we are both very driven people. Um, we both are like juggling a million things at a time. Like I know you have a lot of side hustle jobs. So do I on top of pursuing an acting career on top of being in a relationship and living a healthy lifestyle and just trying to be kind of, I don't want to say a jack of all trades because some people equate that to being mediocre, which I don't agree with. My mom always said the term, she always used to call me, um, a renaissance man which i really enjoyed i I mean i don't care about like the gendering of it but like being someone of the renaissance was always something that i really enjoyed yeah Yeah. well because it just means like you have a lot of interest and you like go and do a lot of things yeah and i feel like the lie that we're kind of like told not even just as kids but just even in adulthood is that like to be really good at something you just have to like focus all your energy in that one thing which like yes that's true to like a certain extent but i just feel like i'm the most happy and fulfilled when I'm doing a lot of different things yeah because I know for me like I'm a very anxious person if I'm focusing all my attention on one thing that can become a negative mindset for me because then I'm like oh my god I start worrying about it and da 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 and I start thinking about things that are not within my control yeah so I feel like being well-rounded is just good in general <laughs> yes like uh 100% You're, like, I second that me. so yes, yes. so um <laughs> Yeah, I firmly believe that you should have a lot of interests in your life and a lot of things that can take you in multiple healthy directions. You can think of it as like your palm of your hand. Like if the palm of your hand is the center of who you are, then all of your fingers outreach, right? Mm-hmm. And like each of those fingers have um, different lengths to them, right? They've like it. That's like how you should think of yourself is that you're allowed to have like multiple things that all connect into one place, right? Yeah. Um, and. Uh, it is okay to 
be a performer and have other things that you want to do with your time. It is okay to work in finance and like play with like a Frisbee golf team on the weekend Mm -hmm. and like have a family that you really care about. Like it is 100% okay to like do multiple things with your time. It's also okay to pursue several careers. If you want to have a full-time job and also try to like open up your own business, do that. Because if that's what feels fulfilling to you, then you should do that. Yeah. If what feels more fulfilling to you is just to like work a job that you don't give a crap about, but makes you a ton of money so you can like travel. And that's like, what's really genuine to you. Then you should figure out how to do those things. Yeah. Cause for me, it's always so funny to me when, um, <laughs> it's always very funny to me when, cause I work multiple jobs, but I also feel like I have like a separate side career that I also really enjoy, which is like working in eventing and like running events yeah. for businesses. And I really love doing that. It's not the only thing that fulfills me in my life, but it does feel really good to be able to wake up and know like at seven o'clock I have a show this evening and then throughout the day I'm gonna have this big event that I have to run and that like people are expecting me to be there to like take care of it and I get to do that all day and so I feel so grand and so fulfilled when it's all over and sure maybe I'm a little tired but then I get to go do this other thing that I also really love and when your life feels grand and you like collapse into bed at the end of the day and you just like have that sigh of relief but you also know you've accomplished so much like why wouldn't you want that to be basically every day of your life no totally and I feel like you know everyone has this sentiment especially living in New York that's such a fast-paced city people are like you know always busy um I feel like that those are the days I've always felt the most like proud of myself is when I like woke up I went to an audition in the morning and then I went and like worked a shift and then I went and met and went to my friend's comedy show and then like just like went and like did all the things yes because I feel well-rounded you know what I mean and I feel like I don't know why there's I mean I do know why but I don't know why there's this myth that like you can't have it all like you have to put all your eggs in one basket and that's just like not what life is about well it's also not sustainable yeah like to quite frankly like the lifestyle that our parents had or like our uh, our parents before like their lifestyle is not really like what is sustainable for our lifetime anymore for a multitude of reasons for happiness reasons for financial reasons right like there's many reasons yeah it's just the world we live in now it's the world we live in and so it's totally fine if you don't have like tons of things that drive you but I think you can pick like a few things and really explore what those are totally yeah yeah Yeah. um so emily what do you think is the key to balancing multiple jobs like having a fulfilling life like obviously we both really value this but like what do you do personally to like be successful what is interesting is you and i are almost the same on this topic and i think you're even I was about to be like and you're worse you're even worse but I really (laughs) what I really mean more is that you're even more diligent than I am about this and I think a lot of people listening may think of this as something that might be a little toxic but I actually think it's something that's really helpful to hold me accountable is schedule it yeah schedule it like it is you want to have a day off schedule your day off Mm. and schedule what you're going to do on that day off. Mm -hmm. And even if it is, I'm going to be a vegetable, schedule that. Yeah. Like schedule that on Monday next week. Like I'm going to sit at home and I'm going to like do the chores I need to do. And then like watch my favorite TV show. Like, and that's the plan because, because so let's say you have like a really aggressive work week coming up and you're like, Oh man, like I like, this is just going to be so much. If you schedule that day then you have you know when like the release is Uh and it's so helpful but then also when it comes to like reaching for your goals schedule your day Mm -hmm. so if like you know 
we, we have 24 hours in a day, right? And like, we need to be sleeping at some point during that time. <laughs> like, if you know that your goal is that like, you want to gain more flexibility or like you've like a certain muscle gain that you want. And then also you have a goal of um, like getting a promotion at work or like for us, it could be like, I have a goal of updating my website. Yeah, right. Sure. And so if you have like several different goals you want to achieve, schedule out how you're going to do that mm. and then break them down into smaller goals. Yeah. So if you're trying to gain more flexibility or trying to like get more gains at the gym, schedule in your gym days, schedule in what times you have and put those into your calendar. So then you know that you've told yourself like, okay, at 930 tomorrow, I have scheduled an hour for me to go to the gym before I have to sit in front of my computer to work or before I have to like show up wherever we got to show up. Cause <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't do the stay at home life. It's different. The every stay, day. Yeah. The stay at home <laughs> work job. But like before you have to get to wherever you got to go. Yeah. And then like schedule, s- schedule those small term goals. So like if you have a website that you want to update mm-hmm. scheduling, like, do like it- plan the time you're going to do it. Like, okay, Wednesday morning, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to redo my website yes. at, from 10 to 11. Yes, and then, but then something to help you because I know for me, this was like a really big eye opener and I feel like it's easy, but it's like a good reminder of, um, so like my goal is I want to update my website. Sure. That's a huge goal. You know what I mean? Like that's like a big thing to do. Right. It's like, well, what do you mean by that? Yeah. So break (laughs) it down. Yeah. So break it down. What do you actually want to do? Okay. You want to change the formatting. You want Mm -hmm. to update your photos that are on there. You want to change your homepage. Okay. Then break it down into smaller goals. On Tuesday uh, from five to six, you're going to work on the homepage. Mm -hmm. And then you've created small aspirations that then are leading to your bigger goal. Dude. Yes. Okay. I feel like that's something that was funny. We're talking about goals because literally in January, my new year's resolution was like, I want to be better at being specific about my goals. And that was like one of the things I thought of where I was like, okay, cause like I have a long laundry list of goals. Right. And so I was like, okay, I need to be more specific about day to day, how to achieve those. Yeah. So that's literally what I did. And like, when you schedule out a time for it, then you take it more seriously. And like, then you can fit other things around it real quick. So what is your like, why or your biggest motivation for the way you live and to what inspires you to really have it all? Yeah. Um, so this is a short one. I, this like, shouldn't take me long at all to explain. Uh, I think anyone, and I think, you know, part of this answer already, just in like knowing me for so long, like you've probably heard me say this mantra before, but it's twofold. Um, once you've experienced someone close to you pass away, it ignites something. It can, it can ignite something so deep inside of you that, um, you realize how limited your time is. Mm. And sometimes it's not healthy, but sometimes it's also so helpful to go like, no, I got to get up and I got to do this thing because it's what I want. And someday I'm not going to be able to do it anymore. Yeah. And so I got to go. And so I think specifically how it helps me, like my favorite example is always like, uh, I, I run, I'm not like an amazing runner, but I do like, I do enjoy running. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll like be outside running and I'll have a goal that I want to reach, whether it's like mile per minute or like a distance, whatever it is. And I'll start to get tired. Cause like for whatever reason, I'm like not feeling it that day, but as I'm going, I know that there's more steam in me. Like I know that I'm just being lazy for like lack of a better word. Mm-hmm. And so I'll just think to myself like, okay, Emily, like 
you said that you wanted to do three miles today and like you're like you're past the halfway point, but like this is not the goal that you wanted. You need to think about all the people that would like love to be doing this right now. Mm -hmm. Like you don't realize how fortunate you are. Like, of course, everybody has problems in their life, but like we are so fortunate that we are like fully capable people of like doing anything that we want. And I'm going to like puss out halfway through this run? Absolutely not. And so I'm sitting there and I think about how like my mom passed away. So like I think about how like my mom can no longer run. I like, why, why am I complaining? Or like mm. you, like you pass by people all the time that like have knee problems, like they can't run and I'm sure they'd love to run. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so then it just pushes you to go. And I, that it's like, it can be kind of morbid, but it truly is my mentality of like, I'm doing this because I can. Mm. And like one day I'm not going to be able to. Well, and that's been part of, I think, I think that's been a big narrative of your healing journey in the time that I've known you. I mean that your mom passed like well before I knew you, Yeah, you know, so I kind of met you like at a, at a like more healed version of you. But, um, I think that that's been really inspiring to me when I've had like times of hardships, when I've like thought about, you know, I, I, people talk about this word like privilege, right? Yeah. You know, like it's a privilege to be able to walk, to run, to move your body, to work, to do, you know, we're young and we're ambitious people who live in like one of the biggest cities in the world. Mm -hmm. We have so many opportunities like in front of us. And like, I'm still somebody who struggles with anxiety and depression and to the point to where that can be so debilitating for me sometimes. But it's in those moments that we're like, it's in the moments where I thought to myself, like I literally can't do something. Like I'm so sad or I'm so stressed out or I'm so anxious at whatever the situation was that even if that thought didn't get me up in that moment to do something, it carried me for the next time when I was able to do it. Yes. You know what I mean? Like maybe like one day, I was laying in bed and I, it was one of those days where I felt like I couldn't get out of bed all day. And I was thinking to myself, like, Christian, you got to do this. You got to get through it. And even just mentally working with myself was a step in my process to get me to the next point. Mm -hmm. And I feel like practicing that mental gratitude will always like lead you to your next goal. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. And I feel like that's what you're speaking on. It's just about like, you know, you like, it it really is a muscle you kind of have to exercise uh, like the muscle in your mind and the narrative you have in your brain of like how you push yourself to like get what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Because everything that you've accomplished before this moment still is there. Right. It like all still exists. Like everything you've ever done with your life is all still surrounding you. And mm-hmm. so like just because we're failing at this like one moment. Yeah. Does not negate everything you've done. <laughs> I looked at the next question and it's funny because like we just like had this big grandiose moment of like what your motivation is and why but like if you want to give a more of a specific example because my next question I wrote down I'm like Emily you're just throwing my outline around no but the next question I was going to ask you about like oh tell us about a time like you know maybe it was hard for you to like stay motivated and how you push through that I I I feel like a lot of people my age or like Gen Z age kind of struggle with it yeah because of like the world we live in not to be like existential but yeah no but yes so I feel like hearing these like anecdotes I'm like, how do you do it? Like, 
I'm like with my notepad, like, how do you do this? Yeah, so <laughs> you know? I, so when that's why I have all these questions about it. When I saw that question, this actually was like the longest one that I had a response for, um, because I feel like it's like a multitude of stories. Yeah. Um, and I actually think it does apply what I think, I think what I'm going to say, like it does apply to the Gen Z world. And it also literally applies to what we were just talking about. Yeah. Um, uh, the or you you specifically your question is like about goals like the time that you felt like you weren't able to like reach for your goals yeah. yeah so I think most people that know me would just immediately assume and be like oh well that must have been when Emily's mom died like mm-hmm. the hardest time for her goals must have been when her mom died no bitch my mom passing away was the hardest thing that ever happened to me mm. but nothing motivated me more and you want to know why it's because I had structure I was in school. Yeah, you had things to kind of like push you along. So like I took two weeks off of school after she passed away and I was with my family. And like I had, obviously I had my family. I had my friends back at school. I had my university itself like supporting me. Yeah. And I had classwork that I needed to get done. I had a junior recital coming up. Like I had things I needed to do. Also, the most important thing to my mother was the fact that I got a college education. So I wasn't going to quit now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so it just like, pushed me through. Yeah. And while that might not always be like the most healthiest thing, I was aspiring and dreaming for so much because I wanted it more than anything at that time. Right. Yeah. Because it was like the full moment that I like had the full, my like lifelong realization of we only get one of these and you have no idea how long you got. People that know me a little bit better, they might be like, oh, well, it's the time that Emily got a prenote. So like my mom passed away two years later, I'm graduating from school. I'm like coming to New York to audition for Broadway. And like, I'm not going to go into like the long haul of the story, but I ended up missing out on like dream worthy opportunities because I got a prenode. And so you, that, and that was crushing. That Mm. was like super crushing for me. And, um, I, there are pieces of me that I don't think I've ever like fully recovered from that. Mm. But if we're bringing that back to like goals, oh, honey, I knew what the goal was. I had to shut the hell up. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I went to the doctor. They told me exactly what I needed to do. I like took all the supplements I needed to take. I cut out caffeine. I didn't perform for like eight months Mm -hmm. because I knew what the goal was. The goal is, and I, and I knew what the steps were Yeah, like, right. Like I knew I just had to like not talk to anybody. I couldn't sing. I had to just like go work a normal job and like find other ways to fulfill myself. So people that know me a little better, they may say that no, because I was completely driven because I knew what I had to do. Right. You, you had like a specific formula to follow again to yes. like keep you going. Yeah. Okay. So I want to say one of the hardest times in my life to accomplish goals has actually been like this last three years. Mm. And it started with the pandemic. Like we all, we all, no one can be like, the pandemic really set me back. Whenever I hear the me word, I'm like, no, babes, the pandemic set everybody back. Like we're all adjusting. And it, it, if you choose to look at it as the world instead of just yourself, it's going to offer you a lot more clarity and it's going to totally. feel make you feel like a lot more secure about yourself. And you like should be secure about yourself because like the pandemic was not your fault. And it, it also out it, of everyone's control. It also wasn't a crime on you either. You know yeah. what I mean? Unless unless someone, you know, like passed away, because then that is like that's, a crime on you. Right. But and like, that's like a different story. But for like anyone who experienced a pandemic and didn't have any like tragic loss. Yes. It was like everyone was kind of like in that boat. Yes. And so what I feel there was like, obviously things were taken during the pandemic from all of us. And I actually am like a super fortunate person, as we spoke about earlier, like we had a beautiful home life, Mm -hmm. sons, like a few things that then happened later in our home life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But like, I don't count that because that was like kind of 
oh, after the, like after the pandemic, you yeah. know what I mean? And then, um, I got, I got the opportunity to perform. Like I was working as a live performer, but it all kind of started there because it knocked me out of like what my normal routine was. And then leading into, I now have been doing a show for a year. Remember when we said earlier, we were talking about like, Oh, um, people are like, what are you going to do when you get on Broadway? And like, that's your dream. And then what do you do after your dream? Yep. Okay. Well, I'm working as a full-time performer. That's like always been my dream. My dream is like, let's be a full-time performer. Yeah. How the F do you sustain that? Like, oh my God, like, how, how am I sitting here on this couch, like still alive after having to do that for so long? Right. Mm -hmm. Like it is, it takes like every inch of your entire body, but I'm doing this thing right now where I'm, I'm really learning what it means to balance full-time performing mm -hmm. as well as anyone who's uh, listening to the show that is not a performer. You're still auditioning, honey. Like, yeah. You're not, you're not like booked and blessed and done. Like you keep going. Right. Well, and that's like, the, I think the misconception too, especially like for actors is that like, you know, you let you book a job. Great. What do you do after that? You know what I mean? Like yep. people don't really understand. You learn it as you go, but yeah. people who like aren't actors or don't work in entertainment or whatever, they don't really understand the concept of like, no, you kind of are always working. It's like, imagine like you work a corporate job. You always, every day you have to go to your job and then you always have to go to an interview, interview. every single day for a yes. new job. Yes. And like, and you still have to keep up on top of the work you're doing and like the rest of the aspects of your life. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So no, I totally so get it. It's, it's complicated because I am like living a dream that I've wanted to be living, but I still have to audition and I'm still working my normal job that like there is a world where like I could leave, I could like leave all my brands, but I also enjoy what that means to me. And like, I enjoy that world. And then also like what happens if I get a notice that my show is closing? Yeah. I have to have like, I have to have money to be able to return to, like I have to have another job. Last May, so like literally almost a year ago, we were yeah. in previews for Friends. We had been rehearsing the show for four weeks and then we had run the show for two weeks. Okay. I sprained my trap muscle. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm -hmm. I, I sprained my trap muscle and it was some of the most like agonizing pain I'd ever been in. I was like waking up crying and like I couldn't sleep well because just everything was in pain. But yet I was still performing. Um, I was going to go see a chiropractor because I've had neck and shoulder issues kind of my whole adult life. And so I just was like, oh, well, I'll go see a chiropractor because that's like what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And that kind of fixed it. But then in like October of this past year, October 2022, I just started randomly like losing my voice. And immediately for singers, like it's so unfortunate, but like singing to us and like the way our voice sounds is like our left hand, right? Like it's like so vital to our body. Like we need it left, right, hand, whatever. I get what you're saying. I'm Jewish. <laughs> We're left-handed here. Um, yeah. But like, it's like, it's like losing a part of your body that you physically need to function. And so which like you do need your voice to function, I totally. guess. But like it's it's so like well, it's just integral. Crazy. You so, rely so heavily on your voice to do your job, but then the more you sing, the more you can damage your voice. Yeah. So it's just like a weird concept and a weird game to always play. And like, yeah, I get what you're saying. Anyway, keep yes. going. Um, and so like all singers are kind of babies about it. No, totally. Yeah. Like, we're like one hundred percent babies about it. Like anytime anything is wrong, we're like blah, 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 right. But voice. it makes sense because it's like that's your job, girl. Yes, that's our job. Like you have to be able to sing. But so it was getting to the point where I was like, what's going on? I don't know what to do. Like, yeah. I can't just shut up because I have to keep performing this show. Right. And you like, don't have like a step-by-step -step process on how to like fix your problem. How to fix my problem. And yeah. so, and I'm okay when I, I have no problem walking around the world when like something 
is wrong and I can't fix it, that's uh-huh. okay. Like, it's okay to let things go. It's out of my control. <laughs> like, none of my techniques as an actor or a singer was working. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. And it, like, led me into a state of, like, well, I can't audition during the week because I have to be able to save my voice for the shows. And if I can't audition, then I can't reach for a goal. And then it spiraled into this, like, well, if I can't audition, then, like, why does it matter if my website is up to date? If I can't audition, why does it matter if I'm, like, I can't film real? I can't film I can't like film my own monologues or my own songs to like send out to casting like I can't do any of that no it just becomes like a domino effect of like okay so what am I doing I'm just kind of going through the day-to-day motion and like nothing's happening yes like I'm just like it it, it's you you don't have any like human beings we're designed to like want more like we're not just like little animals like la 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 I'm gonna frolic in the woods and eat my little like food like no we have like bigger fucking go I know I'm very I just, I just imagine like a squirrel with acrylic nails me. like like go searching for an acorn That's in the me. woods yeah no, literally no but like dead ass we it it's in our nature to like want to aspire to something bigger yeah. of some capacity so if you're like stuck in the process of like okay, well, I'm just living day-to-day life. You're going to be fucking depressed. Literally. No, totally. And so, and I think I wear, I wear my depression so far back because I don't fully believe I have depression. I think that depression is something that all people feel. And then there's some people that have depression. Yeah, totally. But I feel like for the past almost three years, I've been living with like some type of like smog over top of me Mm. that I didn't realize. So, so then (laughs) I'm like getting ahead of myself. So, um, in doing some research, I finally decided like I needed to take a hold of the problem. This is a shout out to my friend Caroline, who has also dealt with like vocal troubles in the past, like myself, but different. She was like, Hey, have you ever heard of myofascial release? And I was like, no, what the H is that? And so she got me connected with a couple different people, but, um, I started like a vocal therapy process and what I learned throughout the vocal therapy process, and the reason why I'm gonna speak about this is because I don't feel like it's just limited to like my voice or my technique. Um, basically, they did a body analysis on me and they realized that I had been carrying emotional trauma in my body. So instead of like, there was like no release. I had no release on like the feelings that I had had my whole life just being kind of like trapped inside of me. Mm. And that notion then made me like use my, and so then I got that injury on my trap muscle yeah which then led me to start using my body incorrectly right which and i don't even mean just like i did a push-up wrong i mean like i was holding my bag wrong like every day of your life when you like get up and leave for work imagine like carrying something incorrectly every single day and like what that's gonna do to your body dude yeah totally it's like it's not even just like oh you did one wrong move it's like gradual over time it's gradual over time so they had me see a meditation coach so that I could start like meditating in the evening. Okay. Um, and then I've been going through like this myofascial release process, but it's like specifically for singers, which is nice, but I kind of recommend that anyone who's having like any type of like weird pain mm-hmm. um, deal with. Um, and so it's it's basically like massage therapy, but what's crazy about it is while you're laying there, it kind of feels like nothing's happening to you. Like it just kind of feels like someone's being like, blap, 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 and like tapping at you. Okay. And you're like, okay. And then like some of it feels really good. And then I remember, I will like never forget this feeling of when I stood up for the first time and I finally felt like I was in my body Mm -hmm. and I had, I didn't know what that had felt like. It had been like years since I had felt like I would had was really inside of my own body and that I could stand up with no pain. You know, this whole sentiment that is just kind of like the beauty of life is like you, you can have your plan and if it gets derailed, then like 
you have to kind of just adjust you gotta and go adjust. from there. You got to adjust. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know, you and I, I think we're the kind of people that are really good at adjusting, but it just kind of like, you're, there's not really anything you can do to be prepared for it, except just, you know, go back to your toolbox of like, um, okay, my gratitude, my, um, positive thinking, my, yes. you know what I mean? Like those little things, those little I, I call my therapy tool or my therapy things I've learned in therapy my tools because <laughs> I'm like okay what I mean, tools what do I are. need that's what they yeah, are because it's like that's how you heal yourself yes. or soothe yourself so you're not like you're feeling like your life is falling apart yeah I think you yeah. probably heard me say like oh my mom passing away like provided me with a lot of tools that like I wouldn't have had before yeah like totally I agree with that sentiment um, the, the most shocking thing though, about that experience and this experience that I'm still going through, because this is like a now it's process, still like it's still going, yeah. um, like I go every two weeks, uh, was that they expressed that I had been living with chronic pain. And mm. when you think of someone with chronic pain, like you don't think of a 29 year old woman. Like right. I just was like, Oh, I don't feel like I fit the mold of like what chronic pain is supposed to be. Yeah. But haha jokes on me. I do. And like mm. when they expressed to me, they like sat me down and they were like, you're telling us that every single day your neck hurts and your shoulders hurt every day. You're telling me that you get at least one migraine a week, if not two. That's chronic pain, babes. Like, You're like, like, oh, and I was like, oh, <laughs> no, literally. And so I want you to know, Christian, in the past two years, any time you have spent time with me, I have been in pain and I've like thought about it while we've been like we would be sitting here and like, I'd be just like, talking and you're like, like oh, my, my mental, neck hurts. Yeah, my neck, my mental thoughts would be like, oh, my neck hurts. My shoulder hurts. And I just was living with that as if like that was OK. Like that was my life. Dude, that's so crazy to think about because like. I, it's so funny how you like normalize the, that in your head yes. when like you don't have someone telling you like um this is a problem you know what I mean like that's kind of how it was when I learned about like that I have issues with anxiety because I remember like just even as a child having like all these like anxious behaviors and I don't just mean like oh I'm stressed out like literally when I was in high school I like made my mom take me to like see a doctor about sleep paralysis because I could not sleep and do my homework mm. like I literally was always having issues with like different shit like I would literally go to my mom and like beg and cry to her and be like I can't go to school today like something is wrong and she'd be like what is wrong and I'm like I don't know but anyway and then when I go to college and I start seeing like a therapist and start doing all this thing they're like you have anxiety, anxiety. and I was like whoa oh. I'm like I just thought that's how pe I just thought you cry every yes. day like yes. I didn't know I literally was like oh people just wake up with pain yeah that's what they do people just cry every day <laughs> it's normal for me to be anxious about something I'm gonna do at 5 p.m even though it's only 10 even whoa. though it's next week yeah even though it's next week <laughs> it's, it's crazy that I'm gonna be anxious about like uh my walk to the to work today even though like nothing is wrong like what <laughs> But so very, so like very, very yeah. much that. And so for me, it, there's also another, there's like another additive to this story. Um, but like myofascial release wasn't the only answer to this. Like some, there was like some other things that came to the table that ended up also being the answer. So I had to like go back to the drawing board a few times. But all of that is to say, like, sometimes it is not the largest things in life that derail us. It can be some of the smaller, more over time, right? Like every day me picking up my bag the wrong way. 
Oh my God. You know what I mean? Or like um, the fact that like I didn't open up my hips enough. Like this is funny, but like I didn't open up my hips enough after my mom passed away. So like that caused me to like carry emotional trauma into oh like my, my glutes, right? So like it's stuff like that. It's the little tiny things that can really just like grow into something huge. And like that is what has mm. fully derailed me from my goals. But now I finally feel like I'm on the upswing of yeah. all of it. Like it's, there's, well, there are going to be some dips, but like it's better. Well, and you know that like... I'm, me my mind blows right now because i'm like oh my god that makes so much sense <laughs> no because it's so true like we we literally like it, you think about like your armor gets like dense in it and then you're just like i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and then like all your shit falls apart and you're like why is this happening, happening. oh my god i and can it's think like, of well, so many times in my life that's happened yes. and it, but it's it's so true like you don't even think about your biggest struggle being in life being like this one big thing that happens it's your whole life like there's moments throughout your whole life that like shape you into who you are and that's how you deal with it and that's how you grow from it and that's why most, that's why we <laughs> see so many like bitter people like bitter elders like people that are older than us that are so bitter we have to have sympathy for them because they're not bitter because they were born that way they're bitter because like life has made them that way and like why yeah i mean like come on we all you and i would also be like it's your mindset but like also there's like some depth but to no, have sympathy true true and that and everyone can always like do more of that you know especially especially mm. in new york like you're in a, <laughs> you're walking down the street someone's being a dumbass and you're like Ugh. but no i totally get yes. what you're saying and like i don't know i just think to cut ca- to, to add a caveat to that is i just think that like i think like just in general bringing this back to like the topic of women like oh can you have it all whatever i feel like not that i i can't speak for men because I'm not a man. I don't know. Oh, I love speaking for men. They speak for us all the time. <laughs> you know, that's true. But I, I can't say like how they think about this, sure. but I know my experience as a woman, and I'm sure you relate to this, is we have to carry so much shit and help other people with their trauma yep. and deal with ours yep. and deal with our babies. Yep. And like, I like, sometimes I really think about like the times, like I think about my mom, right? And how she raised nine fucking kids. Right. And I'm like, how I would run away I really would run away. Like I don't, I can barely take care of just me and having to be responsible for like 10 other people's like emotional well-being. That's crazy. What was that TikTok? We don't have to like actually talk about this, but like what was that TikTok that like went viral of that woman being like, it's Mother's Day and like I'm making dinner for like my mom and my sister because like I know that their husbands aren't going to do anything and like my mom is going to do something special for me because she knows that my husband isn't going to do shit. Yeah. And that's like literally what some, I like wrote about this so like we can move on to the next topic. But like, <laughs> It's like, it's the idea that like women have to carry everything. Yeah. Like we have to carry the other women and we have to carry the men. No, it's or like so true. The other women are like helping you also carry that. Yeah. Ugh. Well, and that's, and that's why I am saying right now, like the idea that like women can't have it all. We already do. We literally we, do. We already do it all. So like, what do you mean I can't have it all? What do you mean I can't? be successful, have a full career, have a beautiful relationship, have a beautiful home. Like, what do you mean I have to like limit myself? That is like the biggest, listening to you like talk about like your life journey essentially. No, it's, and it's long, It's literally man. like made me realize, I'm like, oh, like the key to having it all is that you already have it. You literally already have it. I'm so deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, no, it's, it's, true, but it's true. It's true. You already have it, so why stop <laughs> Emily I love you you're like so wise and I just love like I I just love that you are always so willing to like be casually be vulnerable yeah because like I love being that way and I'm so over the like 
I'm so over the narrative of people being like, oh, don't overshare. Oversharing is embarrassing. I'm like, oversharing is how you connect with people. Literally, that's not connecting with people is not oversharing. You know what I mean? Like, wait, what? What? (laughs) I well, I'm like, what is the point of being casual and like not being real and honest about like shit that's happened to you or like what's going on? Like, if I'm talking to my coworker at work and I'm like, oh, how are you? And they're like, good. And then later they're like, I got into a fight with my boyfriend. I'm like, okay, just say say you're good. Just say like, why say that? Yes, I can't read your mind. Like you said, I can't. I cannot read your mind. Also, like, what is the point of the facade? I think that's always like my question. Is that like? a good book cover doesn't necessarily mean it's a good book. And so like, what is the point of the facade? Girl. <laughs> Dead fucking ass. Okay. Um, we have to wrap up. So real quick before we go, why, um, what's some, I mean, you just dropped like so many yeah, like I great go. pieces of advice, I but go. like, how do you want to like top this off? Like what is some advice you want to leave before you Yeah. Go? So, uh, a piece of advice from my mom would always be like, like what you like and don't worry about what other people think about it. And that was always a really helpful piece of advice for me because I feel like, especially right now in our society with social media and TikTok and all that kind of stuff, like we feel a lot of pressure to be a certain way and to like look a certain way and to buy a certain thing and just buy and look what you want to look like. And like, mm-hmm. don't worry about what other people think about it because it's your life. Yeah. So that's like always her wisdom. Um, my wisdom is that perspective is everything. And I kind of brought this up earlier, but like, <laughs> sounds um I brought this up earlier but your perspective like is your treasure and it also is like your gift to share with other people and like what do you want that perspective to be Mm. like do you want to be known as someone that is like constantly negative I don't think you do like I don't think like deep down in your heart like that's really what you want it also your perspective is like how you protect your peace Mm -hmm. um so we were talking about this earlier but like nine times out of 10, when something happens in the world, like it's not really about you, even Mm. if it involves you, like the reason why it happened is not because of you. Mm. And so like, if someone's being stinky towards you, honey, it's not because of you. It's because like they had a bad day. Like you don't know what their life is. Everyone's like fighting their own battles. And so like, and, but if you hold on to that perspective and like, instead of getting mad at that person, you're, and you think in a more like empathic way of look, or I'm sorry, cut that. If you choose empathy, um, you will be also be protecting your peace as yeah. well as protecting your mindset as to how you feel about that person and also offering that person grace in a time where like maybe other people wouldn't. Yeah. So perspective, perspective has always been my outlook on life. I would say since I was probably about like 16. No, totally. Yeah. And like for me personally, perspective is kind of hard. Like that's something I've had to like really work hard <laughs> where instead of just being like, why are they so fucking dumb? <laughs> like it, it really just take, takes a lot of practice. And I feel like that's just, that's just one of the many tools you keep in the box girl yes. for when you need to like come back to earth, ground yourself, get your like shit together. And, um, yeah, I co-sign all that. <laughs> I love you. Sign the dotted line. Um, no, I love you as well. You're I love so, you so much. Uh, I'm so I'm so glad we like did an episode together. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, Emily, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you if they want to keep updated on your life, if they want to come see your show or whatever. Yeah, share what you want to share. Um, so you can get. Uh, so I play Monica Geller in Friends musical parody that's running off Broadway um, at the Theater Center on 50th and Broadway. It's right across from the Winter Garden Theater or from where Wicked runs. Um, 
the show runs on Tuesdays, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. Um, you can get tickets on, oh my God, like literally anywhere that you would buy Broadway tickets, but you also can just like show up at the theater and buy them at the box office same day, like no bags, but they Yay. also have them on like today ticks and stuff like that. Um, and then I am not a TikTok girly, even though I do like to stay up to date on what people are talking about, but it just <laughs> is healthier for me to not have that avenue of social media. So if you're ever interested in what's going on in my life, um, you can find me at emily.nora.samuelson on Instagram. Yay. Yeah. I love you. I love you so much. I'm so thankful. This is like long, long overdue. I know. To be together. Yeah. Well, but, and also just like doing this, like this is my like passion project and like yes. having you be a part of it just yeah. like makes sense especially this version of it and um thank you for sharing with us yeah thank yay. you for having me thank you for letting me share yay all right my beautiful crazy people that is all i have for you this week so like i said in the beginning make sure you follow us you can follow us at formerly crazy on instagram or tiktok you can rate us five star share with a friend subscribe do all those things engage with us give us your feedback thank you so much for supporting me um if you want to follow me you can follow me at christian like dior with two r's and i love you guys thank you so much for your support and i will see you all next time Mwah.